Okay, here we are with our second episode of Questions of Faith. We did it. We made it back. Yes. Yeah, we survived the first episode. Yes, and we, we had some scars along the way, but we have made it through. Yeah. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Yeah. But more importantly is the second one, continuing on. Yeah, I think we got some good feedback. and We did. Uh, and I'm looking forward to... Um, my goal is that this would help people, um, that it would be something that uh, questions that they have uh, in life and related to their faith, that they would um, find a place where they could get some answers that they could uh, that are biblically based. And so um, I'm excited about seeing how this will uh, minister to people because that's what it's all about. That's the goal. That's definitely yeah. exciting. And at the beginning of this episode, I do want to mention to our listeners that if you have a question, you can submit that to either our Facebook page through Messenger, Questions of Faith, or you can email it to questions at ftdenton.com. Yes, and we would so love to have uh, your questions and uh, try to get to them as best as we can and uh, look forward to uh, responding to those. So that'll be yes. fun. Yes, but today jumping into our second question of the year, a very interesting one and one that um, uh, I kind of laughed at the first time I found out we were going to be talking about it, but I'm super excited to hear. So the question of the day is, what is the mark of the beast? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dr- in, put dramatic, dramatic music in here. <laughs> yes. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a phenomenal question mm. and one that might possibly be something different than I think. Yeah. So I've had this question a lot throughout the years, and it's popped up several times recently. And so wanted to really uh, dive into this question because I think it's an important one from several aspects. But the mark of the beast is one of those things that is it gets a lot of publicity. It gets mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. attention. And it just also, sounds scary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. general nature of the thing is sure. ominous. But with all the you know attention that it gets, there's a lot of confusion around it too. Absolutely. Yeah. And so my goal would be to help clear up maybe some of that confusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is the mark of the beast? That's a really good question. And to tackle that question, I really want to try to get a broad uh, understanding of what John is doing in Revelation, and he's um, obviously on the Isle of Patmos. He's uh, being persecuted there, but has this encounter with God where he is seeing things that are yet to come. And he reveals three different types of workers of Satan that are going to be manifested in Satan's rebellion. And one of them is the dragon. Okay. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. the dragon. And that is Satan. Okay, so Satan okay. is the dragon. Another one that he reveals is there's going to be the beast. Mm-hmm. Okay, the beast. And actually, in Revelation chapter 13, there's two different beasts, but we won't go into that. But the beast is, in this uh, Revelation 13 here, is, is the Antichrist. Okay. So, so we got the. We have Satan. We got Satan, who is the dragon. The dragon, right? We have the beast as the antichrist. The antichrist. I'm listening. I'm paying attention. Okay. Good. Yeah. And then the third one is the false prophet. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've got this unholy trinity that's taking place here. Ah. Okay. Okay. You following that? So. um, Copycat over here. Yeah. Yeah. Satan Mm -hmm. uh, does nothing out of originality. 
Mm. He is a master mm. of taking what God has created and perverting it, mm. twisting it. And so that's what he's doing with this unholy trinity. And I think it's just a side note, just occurred to me, I think it's interesting that Satan is depicted as a dragon. Okay. Uh, what is Satan depicted as in Genesis chapter 3? A serpent? A serpent. Okay. What is a dragon? Hmm. A snake with wings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's this... this um, you know, this uh, snake is this reptile in that's mm-hmm. small, mm-hmm. smaller, and then this dragon is this reptile on steroids, right? Mm. This okay. this full manifestation uh, of what began in Genesis. Yeah, uh, Genesis, the place of beginnings. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Super cool. Yes. Yeah. So, awesome. so we have here this dragon, which is Satan, and the beast and the false prophet. Okay, so the mission of this unholy trinity is to wage war against God and his people, okay? okay. That is his, his mission. He's waging war against them. And so when it comes to the mark of the beast, okay, so the mark of... The Antichrist. The Antichrist, mm-hmm. okay, so... Which, would that be a parallel to, going back to the, the trinity, so would the dragon be God the Father? Okay. Uh, a mm-hmm. correlation to mm-hmm. God the Father. The... Beast, Beast, which is Antichrist, Jesus, right, mm-hmm. and then the false prophet is the Holy Spirit. Good, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. a, that's a good um, observation back there for a moment. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in Revelation chapter thirteen, uh, verse fourteen, the Bible says, "And he," referring to the false prophet, "he deceives those who dwell on the earth because of the signs which was given him to perform in the presence of the beast." So, the false prophet is mm. deceiving people in the presence of the Antichrist, mm-hmm. telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast, mm-hmm. so to make an image okay. of the Antichrist, who had the wound uh, of the sword and has come to life. <clears throat> Verse 15 says, And it was given to him um, to give breath to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause as many as do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. So this false prophet creates this image of worship to the beast, the Antichrist. Mm. And he is doing that with the intent of giving uh, people a way to worship the beast. So okay. your analogy was good about the, the Holy Spirit. That's what the role of the Holy Spirit does with Christ. The role of the Holy Spirit is to lead us into worship of Christ. So the, the false prophet, his goal is to seek to lead humanity into uh, worship of the beast. Of the beast. Mm. Okay? So that's, that's, his, that's his goal. And so, so the false prophet, verse 16, he causes all the small and the great, the rich and the poor, and the free man, the slave, uh, to be given a mark on their right hand and on their forehead. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. And then he says, here's wisdom. Uh, He who understands, calculate the number of the beast for the numbers, the number of man, 666. So, See that in order to identify those who worship the beast, worship the Antichrist, the false prophet creates a mark which brands those who are worshipers of the beast. 
So this false prophet almost as a, not almost, a, what he does is he identifies those who are worshipers of the Antichrist, mm-hmm. worshipers of the beast. He does that by labeling them, by mm-hmm. marking them mm-hmm. with this brand to signify that they are worshipers of the Antichrist. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So in order to ensure that humanity will be properly motivated Mm. to worship the beast, he makes sure that you can't buy, you can't sell, you can't... (laughs) There's no economic... He's uh, a sly dog. Yeah. Excuse me, a sly serpent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's... Yeah, he's uh, okay. he's he's properly motivating people mm-hmm. to worship this beast, to worship this this antichrist. So you have to have a really good reason not to accept this mark. Uh, it, it's it, it you, you don't have any reason. Uh-huh. It's not even that because you can't function without it. Well, I mean, like to the general public, people's mm-hmm. not going to have any reason not to. Maybe oh be yeah, a yeah, way yeah, to yeah, explain yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be the uh, the means by which. So, 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 what he's mm-hmm. done here? Let's make it this way. He's tied worship mm-hmm. to survival, mm-hmm. to uh, sustaining life. Oh wow! Okay. Through, I mean, you can't buy or sell. You can't mm-hmm. have any type of means of sustaining life without taking this. So he's tied the worship of the Antichrist, the worship of the beast, to worship to to life, to the basic necessities of life, Hmm. okay, Okay. in order that, um, you know, people will worship it. So does that make sense? It does. So far, Uh is there any kind of comparison to our spiritual life now? Of we, the Christian life must work. The Christian must worship God Mm. to survive, to live. Is there a comparison there? Mm, Well, yeah. I mean, I think if I understand what you're saying there, uh, this idea of uh, for you and I or any Christian for our spiritual life to Mm -hmm. uh, survive. There's got to be a worship of God. That's the first commandment, to love the Lord thy God with all the heart, the mind, the soul, and the strength. Mm-hmm. Love thy neighbor as thyself. You can't serve God and follow him without you know, worshiping him. Okay. Whereas but, wh- God does. God is not make, connecting your, your physical, physical survival uh-huh. to that, mm-hmm. right? Because God's interested in your spiritual life and he wants to bless that both in your spiritual sense and in your physical sense as well. Uh, Satan is taking advantage of, or I should say the the false prophet, he's taking advantage of uh, physical necessities Mm. in order to get you to do something spiritual. Mm. So God doesn't, God's all about choice. God wants you to come to him. Mm -hmm. But the beast is strong-arming you mm, to come yeah. to him to survive. Mm, yes, mm. that's very good. And I, I think it's a really good, important principle to notice is that, you know, you think that 
pe- sometimes people have this mistaken idea that if, if you know, following Satan, I, I have choices. I have freedom in that. Uh, yeah. But no, actually, you don't. You are um, a, you are slave. a slave. Exactly. Bound. That's exactly what Paul says, uh, being a slave to iniquity and to unrighteousness. Mm. And so I think it's interesting, this is a little bit of a side note, but when Paul, he often refers to himself as a slave, the slave of Christ, the servant of Christ. He's he's basically saying, I've, I've changed my allegiances, um, but the truth of the matter is you're a slave either way. Hmm. But in Christ, you have these immense blessings, both uh, spiritually and physically, whereas uh, Satan, his main mission is to steal, kill, and destroy, right? So he's going to do that both physically and spiritually, and he, so that's that's his, his mission, obviously. So, yeah, does that make sense? Follow, follow that Okay, so, so at this point in time, it's almost like the deception of sin has been lifted, and now where is, whereas now we have a choice whether or not to live in a life of sin, to survive, you must live in a life of sin mm. at this point in time. Yeah, uh, the, the, the lines the lines have been drawn... Uh, Very starkly. Yes. Whereas now it's very vague. It, well, it, it can well, be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the idea here is that uh, the false prophet is forcing a choice, choice. right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, we live in a day where people um, have this idea that they can waffle more, right? They, they okay. don't have to make that choice. I can wait. I can choose to, you know, uh, kind of have it both ways, right? Uh, and, and when it comes to this end, uh, of time, this end of this age here uh, that we're talking about, there are no more fence dwellers. Um, the The lines have been set. You're either on the side of Christ or you're on the side of the Antichrist. And the false prophet here is is leaving no room for choice uh, as far as um, no room for waffling, I guess I should say. Um, Which then, I guess, leads into the question of what happens if you choose not to accept whatever this mark is and worship the Antichrist. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll we'll get to that in just in just a minute. Okay, moving on. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, so a couple of important points I want to to make about this mark uh, that this this false prophet issues. First, I want to um, help us see that this mark is an external symbol. Okay, um, the Greek word for mark there is karagima, and it literally just means a stamp or an engraving. Mm. Okay. Okay. So this mark of the beast is an external um, sign or symbol that identifies you with the Antichrist, with the beast. Okay. So this is a an external mark, an external symbol of the beast. Mm-hmm. One glance at this person, and you know where their allegiance you know. lies. Yes. It's not. It's not hidden. Again, it's this idea of bringing out the sides and exposing who's on whose side or what's more up front than a stamp on your forehead right or tattoo or engraving or right whatever this is going to be yeah 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 so it is a clear visible sign of whose side you're on you know it's elijah on mount carmel choose you this day whom Mm -hmm. you're going to serve moment and you you choose that so i want to i want to say that this external mark because uh, going back to what we're talking about, this is 
this is not something that can be taken by mistake or can be can be uh, you can hide the fact that you have taken this but it is clearly externally visible that you've taken the mark okay okay so and the second thing i want to say is the mark itself what is it is um it, scripture tells exactly what it is in verse 17 it says um he, no one will be able to buy or sell except that they take the mark and this is what the mark is either the name of the beast or the number of his name hmm. so what the mark itself is is either the name of the beast or the number of his name and just in case you're not sure what the number of his name is he says here's wisdom Understand, the number of the beast is 666. <laughs> okay, so okay. we are told. Yes, so so it's either going to be his name or his number. That's what the mark is. Is Okay, can we reverse engineer that number to find the name? Um, you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay. I, I, I know a lot of people have tried to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, oh, Hebrew number six and six. Mm. Um, and every time it's just been proven false. That's at this point in in history, it's going to be apparent who that is. Mm -hmm. So it will make sense that the number correlating with the name is 666. Yes. Okay. So it, it's right now we live in a time where we don't know who that is, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to guess, trying to guess. In this frame, in this time, there is no ambiguity. Mm -hmm. We know who it is. And so his name or his number are going to be um, clear, right? And okay. so Everything from this vantage point forward, I mean, you can guess, sure, but but that's just guesswork, and it it, it mm -hmm. every time it, you end up looking foolish by trying to do that, right? <laughs> okay. But we know what it will be. It will be his name or, or his number, mm -hmm. and his number is going to be 666. So, <clears throat> um, so the mark is an external symbol, and what that symbol is is his name or his number, Okay. So I point this out because the mark has absolutely nothing to do with technology or with, um, you know, um, some fad of, um, you know, new, um, I don't know how to say this under the say, like, you know, it's, it's, it's not some chip. Mm-hmm. It's not some um, technology. It's not a uh, vaccine, right? It, it's a mark. It's a mark. And what that mark is, is his name, name or his number. number. And the reason why it's not is because it has nothing to do with those things. It has everything to do with worship, uh. right? So it has nothing to do with... Um, technology mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with um some amoral um entity okay so so like 
uh, talking about so like, where did this idea of a chip come from? <laughs> because my entire life, oh my god, which I mean, even the generation before me, barcode. Mm. Oh, it's the yeah. barcode, and I've mm-hmm. heard social people saying, number. "Oh, social security number, exactly." Mm-hmm. And then the microchip come out, and almost uh, on my Facebook, you know, yeah. once a month, I'll get yeah. a, a news article talking about a microchip that can have your social security number and all this, yeah. and then how that leads on then into this is the beginnings. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever heard anyone focus in on the name or number, mm-hmm. maybe in passing, but mm-hmm. always it's chip, chip, chip. Yeah, and that's, it has nothing wild. to do with that. Hmm. Um, I'll tell you where it is um, if you really want to know. Uh, <laughs> so it has to do in the King James Version. Um, it says it will be in the forehead or in the hand. Okay. Okay. Now, that's not a quote unquote wrong translation. But it's a mis, um, misunderstanding of what's really going on. So okay. let me give you an example. Okay, so say I were to um, hand you a pen. Okay. And I put it in your hand. Okay. Does that mean it's literally inside your skin? No. No, it doesn't. No. It means that's the uh-huh. location of it. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at. It's in your hand. Huh. Okay. Okay. So if you if you look up in the Greek there, and you'll see in every other translation it says on because the point mm. is this is where the location is at. Okay. But in the King James it says in, and so people have taken that to say oh it's inside that, and it doesn't uh, say that at all. Okay. It's it on. just it's it's just in it's in your hand. Okay, and it's in your forehead. Okay. That's the location of it. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's under your skin or it's, um, you know, um, some sort of, um, and, and, and even if it did mean that, mm-hmm. it doesn't say anything about chip or technology yeah. or anything like, uh, like that. You're, you're taking the scripture and putting extra biblical things into it. Huh. Okay. But what it does clearly say is that the, what the mark is, is it's the name and it's his number. Would it be too much to infer then that this heavily implies a tattoo? Um, well, so so that again, that that Greek word kerygma, it literally means a stamp or an engraving, which is which is a yeah, tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I mean, it, we, we could infer that, mm-hmm. um, you know, but because this is something that's permanent, mm-hmm. it doesn't come off mm-hmm. once you've done this. It's there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, so, so that's very likely that that's the case. Uh, some sort of engraving stamp, a tattoo does lend itself to that. But mm-hmm. um, I'm going to err on the side of caution and not say it is a tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. Or that um, opposed to some people who want to say it is a chip or it is a vaccine, right? I, yes. That type of is is not helpful, right? Because mm-hmm. again, it misses the whole point. Because the whole point isn't what it is. It is what it represents, and what you now have done. Right. And, and what you are doing in your worship to the Antichrist. Right. And and when we already know what it is, it's his name or his number, mm-hmm. um, 
how how that there, gets on you does it necessarily matter it doesn't matter it's mm. it's actually the least important thing <laughs> in the equation which has so funnily become the most important yeah, thing yeah isn't that funny mm. in a sad side sort of way that is the most important thing for most people is figuring out what this mark is and all this and when scripture has already told us what it is and you know some people were worried about how it's going to uh, like it's already clear what it is and where it's it's going to be on your head or on your hand what it is whether it's a tattoo or a um you know um some sort of permanent mm-hmm. marker right yeah. it doesn't matter it's 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 the least significant thing um to talk about so it has nothing to do with technology okay okay at all and i I say I say that with um, with an understanding that when we talk about the mark of the beast, a lot of times people can be afraid of technology mm-hmm. because ooh, this could mean it's the mark of the beast, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what the mark of the beast is, and a fundamental understanding that you know technology or all these things—they're amoral, mm-hmm. right? They're neither good or bad. It's how you use them. Okay. Whereas the difference is the mark is not amoral. Mm. The mark yes. is a choice to worship the beast, mm-hmm. right? Which has all sorts of moral implications, yeah. right? So until we see a name <clears throat> or a number, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. It's not a part of it. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it has, so don't fear technology. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's neither good or bad. Um, it is simply a tool. Um, and don't fear, um, you know, these different types of, you know, people say, uh, well, this is the mark or that. No, the Bible has already told us what the mark is. And so you don't have to worry if you accidentally take the mark, mm-hmm. right? I've had that question too along these lines, so you won't happen to know that. So, uh, so some are worried, uh, you know, about this external mark of the beast, um, you know, being a chip or something like that. Um, but I think it's interesting that um, this is, when it comes down to this, this is the outward physical symbol of what's going on on the inside. Okay. Right. I have aligned myself. I have given myself in worship to the beast. beast beast's kingdom right mm-hmm. and sure the false prophet has made it easy for me mm. by um, you know taking away a lot of my options um, but I choose to do that I choose to follow that and um, worried about this external mark today uh, and and I'm like wait a minute what about the internal? condition of your heart that is already worshiping antichrist stuff mm. you know and, and actually you know this is a little bit of a side trail but the the word antichrist is not in revelation at all okay yeah he's referred to as the beast there the only place in scripture where the word antichrist is used is in first john and he says um he says Every spirit that doesn't confess Jesus Christ is um, is it has the spirit of the Antichrist, and he says, "I want you to know the spirit of the Antichrist is already here, mm. and it's among you." 
Yikes. Yeah, this idea of um, people who are not confessing that Jesus is the Christ, they are manifesting the spirit of the Antichrist. Huh. And okay. so he says the Antichrist is among you already. And in fact, the Antichrist is those who are pretending to worship the Christ, but not really worshiping him. They're worshiping through their life, through their actions. They're worshiping the spirit of the Antichrist. And he's saying, you need to watch out mm-hmm. because the spirit of the Antichrist is already, it's among you mm-hmm. in in the people that are claiming to worship Christ, but they don't. Uh, say that Jesus is mm-hmm. is God, and so um, so does yeah. that spirit <clears throat> manifest itself into flesh by being the beast, by becoming the beast? Uh, help me understand that. What do you, what do you so what are you the saying? spirit of the Antichrist is among us now, mm-hmm. but there will be a physical form. Of yeah, the beast. so there will be an actual um, beast who is the uh-huh. embodiment yes. of this. Of yes, this yeah, 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 spirit. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Okay. He will be yeah, that's what I was that saying. in fullness, um, in in you know giving himself over to Satan, and he will be that in in its entirety, in its perfect form of mm, the, the epitome anti- of sure. the spirit of the Antichrist. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But what John is warning us about is the fact that that spirit is here now. Yes. And even among some of you. Yes. And so for the Christian, John is saying, in essence, why are you worried about this mark of this beast? Why are you worried about the Antichrist, the Antichrist that's to come? When there's the spirit of the Antichrist on you, around you already, that seems to be the big deal that's here right now. Mm. And so um, the spirit of Antichrist is already working, seeking to get the followers of Christ to worship things other than Christ, because that's what it's all about is where is your worship at? Okay. And so this mark of the beast is this um, outward visible sign of I am worshiping the Antichrist as my saving source, Mm. both physically Physically and and spiritually, spiritually, right? And instead of, you know... Like and you, I want everyone to know. Yeah, yeah. And I also want to eat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Jesus, he he talked about how that um, that you know the word of God was more important than his necessary food. Like that was where his worship was. His worship was in wow. God more than than these physical things because he recognized that that his that was where his his worship and his spiritual life was needed. So in Revelation 14 and verse 9, uh, John is continuing to reveal um, things about the uh, Antichrist and his mark, this beast and his mark. And he says um, that there was an angel, says with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast, okay, again, the key thing here is worship, worships the beast and his image and receives a mark on his forehead and on his hand, he will also drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Uh, man, I wish I could talk about that for a while, but um, that's somebody, a good question. Somebody should ask a question about the wine question. of the wrath of God, because um, it has a really neat um, th- 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 uh, stream through Scripture. Um, but he says, "Which is mixed in full strength in the cup of his anger, 
and he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Verse 11, And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they will have no rest day and night. Those who worship, again, the idea of worship, the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. So the culmination of receiving this mark is eternal destruction, mm-hmm. eternal damnation. Um, so it is a clear um, indictment to those who have chosen in their pride, in their um, hostility towards God, uh, to worship uh, the Antichrist, this okay. total um, um, opposite of what is Christ, what is good, what is mm-hmm. righteous. They have willingly chosen to worship this evil, unrighteous um, beast. Mm-hmm. And these are the eternal repercussions for that. Yeah. And so God pours out his his anger upon them and his uh, righteousness upon them. And they, uh, the ones who receive this mark, um, are going to, um, you know, suffer the consequences of their choices to worship a false god. Okay. Um, and really, I mean, if you can boil it down to what the mark of the beast is, is it's a form of idolatry. I'm worshiping, I'm showing the world that I'm worshiping something other than God. And the consequences of that are um, eternal destruction away from God. Mm-hmm. Um, so this wrath being poured out in the timeline, is it speaking of wrath being poured out while the Antichrist is still in power? Or is this wrath being poured out eternally? Mm, no, this is eternal. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean... So it's foreshadowing what will happen to those. Yeah, verse 11 is pretty do. clear. It, it, this happens forever and ever. There's no rest day or night. Okay. Um, and the reason for it was that they worshipped the beast. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that we know that they worshipped the beast is because they received his mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, the big, big idea, the big picture is that the mark of the beast is an outward symbol of what was going on in the heart of man that wants to worship things other than God and wants to uh, build um, idols. And, I mean, that's not anything new, something that we as humans uh, desire to do. But in this final culmination, the Antichrist is going to um, desire and to require all of humanity's allegiance and uh, all of their worship to go to him. And so... um, the big thing that I would say to, to somebody asking this question is um, the mark of the beast is not something to be afraid of. Um, it's something to recognize what it is and mm-hmm. um, how um, these things are going to be in the future. But the big thing is I would say is um, make sure you don't have the spirit of the Antichrist. The spirit of the Antichrist, that, that mark 
mm, on the inside. On the inside. Right? Wow. Because that's what Satan is wanting. He's wanting to mark uh, you with uh, mm-hmm. with worldliness, with uh, pride, with these, these uh, carnality, these things uh, of the flesh. And um, those are just as deadly, just as eternal, eternally damning as the mark of the beast is. Yes. Right? But we hear the mark of the beast and everyone's like, oh, you know. But I want to be like, ah, yeah, lust of the flesh, ah, (laughs) right? I want to be like, uh, you know, pride. You know, we should be scared of that, right? We should be scared of these internal marks of the Antichrist that Satan is wanting to put in our lives. Um, and not fear technology or a chip mm-hmm. or something that is not the point of it anyway. So I hope that helps. Wow. Phenomenal. <laughs> I learned something today. Uh, not yeah. to be afraid of technology and to watch my spirit. <laughs> I need to be poor in spirit. Hey, yeah, right? there you go. There you go. Yeah, awesome. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope that was a blessing. If you uh, have a question, uh, we talked about this earlier, but if you have a question, please submit that. We'd love to talk about that, and uh, hopefully it be a blessing to you. Uh, we ask you, if you would, subscribe, like, share. Um, we can... Let's uh, get the word out. Yeah, hopefully bless know. more people, and that's what uh, it's all about, that the kingdom of God could grow and that uh, people could uh, walk closer to Him uh, through knowing Him better in His word. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Questions of Faith podcast. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing and write a review on your preferred audio platform. That would really help us out. This show was produced by Brad Stevens, theme music by the band Liquify. Questions of Faith is a ministry of Faith Tabernacle Assembly of God located in Denton, Texas. The goal of this podcast is to equip the modern-day Christian with answers to timeless questions. If you would like to submit a question that may be highlighted on the show, you may do so by emailing us. That email address is questions at ftdenton.com. You may also submit a question by messaging our Facebook page, Questions of Faith podcast. And until next Monday, God bless.